0: My friends over at Exodus have some exciting news. The Exodus crew is now launching the Exodus Vault, a place to lock in significant savings in their website, exodusoutdoorgear.com. The Exodus Vault will feature some of your favorite products or Exodus gear you haven't considered checking out, varying from limited run products to last chance savings on customers' favorite products. Right now, the Exodus Vault features a customer favorite, the Exodus Render. You can save $95 on the Exodus Render while supplies last. Got a bunch of those things that are really, really good cameras, especially for that savings of $95. If you've been on the sidelines waiting to try and add more renders to your arsenal, this will be the best chance to save money. This will be the final opportunity to purchase the Exodus Render. This bulletproof cell camera has stood the test of time between the five-year warranty, five-year theft and damage coverage, and best in-class customer service. The Render quickly became a favorite of thousands of trail camera enthusiasts across the country. With affordable and flexible data plans, unlimited HD image, and a no-glow flash, the render will provide critical real-time data this hashtag scrape week. Also, if you missed the lift too, the render is an excellent option to get impressive HD videos. You have the flexibility of using it as a standard camera or connected device, all backed by the five-year warranty. The Exodus team has put a lot of thought into this program. And I hope you take advantage of upgrading to the Exodus render. Head to ExodusOutdoorGear.com and click the link in the banner to see all products offered in the vault and lock in the steepest savings of all times while supplies last. Now is a great time to purchase the render at the most affordable price of all time and experience the Exodus advantage. Additional coupons cannot be used in the Exodus vault, but to show support for the podcast, please put before the echo in the notes now let's talk about Osio Gear it's a great option for whitetail hunters they develop a premium line of bow hunting gear that will rival any other clothing on the market in quality plus you got a lifetime warranty on anything you buy from Osio which is pretty nice they have a super unique camo pattern and great technology in their garments to keep you comfortable in the stand so visit asiogear.com get you some premium hunting clothing got a talk to you about stealth outdoors makers of stealth strips stealth strips really are a a product that any hunter whether you're a weekend warrior or a guy that hunts almost every day really needs to take advantage of stuff absolutely deadens your your gear uh, to make it essentially uh, noise free If you haven't checked out stealth strips yet stop buying all the other crappy alternatives like the hockey tape and any other stuff you're trying to use to silence your gear, get the good stuff. Get Stealth Strips. Visit StealthOutdoors.com. Pick you up some Stealth Strips. All my partners are linked in the description below. Go check them out. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Hello. (laughs) Uh, Got my buddy Brad Zank on tonight. I, you, uh, you guys have seen him in like almost all of our deer camp, uh, episodes. He's just in the mix, and he's like a fan favorite. So I thought it'd be worth oh. getting him. In. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> you got a lot of you got a lot of hype behind you.
1: Oh well, thanks to I, all I the know, fans. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Brad's probably my funniest friend I have. I think everybody would agree with that, but uh, I'm not the best hunter, that's for sure. Well, I got to bring something else to the table. <laughs> you you bring plenty. You're the the funniest and the best dragger, which is pretty high up on the guys that we need at deer camp. You know, I love
1: tracking and dragging is fun. It's always the always a great time.
0: Yeah the uh, the dog tracker that I had on Maddie's uh, deer. Mm-hmm. Me and him got the talking i may even film some of it but he was like uh i got to talking to him i was like i don't really want to. I, I i used to think i'd like to have a dog, deer tracking dog and then i was like ah you know it's deer and deer season and and i, don't, I wouldn't want to i don't want to be deer hunting he's like yeah dude he goes i get to do the best part every time like he's like i, I love it he's like I'll, I'll be sitting in the tree stand sometime not seeing anything i'm like i'm gonna get down and go track someone's deer just because he's like you just get to you get to see that well you know, if you find it, obviously, it's a good thing. But you get to see that emotion and all that every time he goes out almost, you all know. Right. Um, well, congrats on the uh, childbirth. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'm a little bit sleep deprived right now, but I think I'm sharp enough yet to uh, at least hold a somewhat intelligent conversation tonight. Well, if you're a little caddy, we'll cut you some slack, you know. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> doing pretty good. Like, he's... uh just, you know, eating and crying and eating and crying and kind of thing, but uh, all night long. It's kind of what they do. Yep. Yep. No, he's a pretty happy baby. The only, the only time he cries is when he gets pretty hungry, but he cries for Josh. Yeah. No, <laughs> I got to, I get all the uh, jobs that he hates right now, like changing his diaper and changing his clothes and stuff because Maddie had the C section, you know. So, Oh yeah. She can't really do much for a couple weeks here. And so I'm doing all the changing the diapers and clothes and he hates that. And it's like every every time I pick him up, it's for something that he hates. I'm like this kid's gonna hate me. <laughs> right. But right. Well,
1: but it's pretty good. glad you uh shot that buck, I bet.
0: Yeah. Yeah, getting that done early was a kind of a relief off my my shoulders a bit. I bet. And uh I don't know why, I mean even before I had a YouTube channel, like someone asked me the other day if I, if I lowered my standards because I have a YouTube channel. And I was like, oh, no, that's me every year. Like I, I put a lot of decent amount of pressure on myself to get a buck, you know. Right. Um, and this year was no different other than it was more because I was like, man, I'd like to get this over with before the, the baby gets here.
1: Right. I think you made the right decision, man. I mean. Family's pretty important, you know? Yeah. There's always, you're going, you got some other stuff lined up.
0: and Oh, yeah.
1: It was a really cool hunt, for sure, you know? Oh,
0: man. Yeah, and it was cool that Huck could come with me again and help me get it out. And he was way more interested in it this time around. Like, I mean, he was, of course, he was only, you know, he was a year younger Mm -hmm. uh, last year. But he thought it was neat, but he really didn't do much. This time he, like, helped me and had a lot of questions. So, yeah. It was a good experience. Your boy got his first deer this year.
1: Yeah, right? my youngest, me and my youngest son Miles, he's he's uh heading down. You know, he, he wanted to go, and we went, and we had two good hunts. And uh, yeah, he shot his first doe that second night of youth or evening of youth season. And actually, it's pretty funny. You know, I messed up on. Uh, well, I take responsibility for the mess up, but we had two does earlier that night at like 60 yards. And um, I was using a semi-automatic 243. Um, and I didn't, when I went to like charge it, I didn't I kind of rode the bolt forward instead of letting it slam forward, which is what you should do. Mm-hmm. But I was trying to be kind of stealthy. And uh, he was all lined up on them and click. And uh, so the does actually came closer. They heard that and I tried to charge it again. And then I had a double feed So then I pulled the rifle off the sticks and I was just trying to get one of the bullets out of there and the jig was up, you know, and then we actually saw a a small buck like way out. But then this lone doe came out, you know, I don't know, 20 minutes before close, and he got to smash her and he did amazing. It was an awesome experience. And you saw the video, I shared it with people and he, he was like crying and happy at the same time and it was pretty awesome. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, I can't. I can't wait to. You know, if Huck likes to hunt, you know, I can't wait to have that experience with him. Because mm-hmm. uh, your uh, your your other son, he's not really interested in hunting yet, is he?
1: No, we went out for youth season like two years ago, and he didn't really want to shoot anything. But we went out, and uh, he didn't really see much. And he actually was with us the Saturday night at youth season. He just came out with us, but he doesn't. Yeah. He's not against it. He loves being outside. He just—I'm not gonna like force him to do it, and yeah. uh, he just doesn't want to shoot stuff, you know, which is totally fine. But you know, yep. he still eats meat and stuff like that, so he doesn't really fully get it. But you know, in time, yeah, yeah, yeah. there you go, Zeke. Yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> Sports. <laughs> that's on. The, that's on the stall in army bathrooms. Like oh yeah. You release tap squeeze if on your AR yeah <laughs> what i was trying to do
0: that's kind of noisy <laughs> yeah right oh that's funny um anyway you want to get into what we were going to talk about tonight a little bit just me and me and zank have some uh i don't know we're both guys that like to get deep into things sometimes more than like most most other men it seems like and uh we want to talk about this life and uh not, not that I've I've had a pretty, uh, what do you want to say? I haven't had very many struggles in life, or whatever, like like uh, or, or tragedies or anything. And but uh, Zank has been around the block in many ways, and his
1: these uh, wrinkles,
0: yeah. So <laughs> he's a good he's a good person to talk about life with. And uh, I don't know. We'll try to relate it to hunting, and it may not even be related to hunting tonight. It may just be like you listen to us talk about uh how to become better people and uh all that right here's really? what i want to, here's what i want is how i want to start this okay you you run like these ultra marathons pretty regularly yeah right? at least a couple a year and what's that how many miles is that 60 or
1: well i i call classify ultra marathon as anything past 26 you're 26.2 miles, but this year, you know, I did, I've done 200 K's this year, which definitely I meet that requirement, but yeah, I'm, I'm big into the trail running.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. What, what, like, what do you like about that kind of thing? Cause that's like, that's something that's insanely hard. It's hard on your body when you do it. Like I've seen you afterwards and you're just absolutely like, I mean, you're devastated afterwards. Yeah.
1: Usually you look like, like 10 years older, honestly.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. You, know, you, you look you're, like a different person afterwards.
1: Yeah. Um, I like, Uh, it's just one of those things, like you're proving something to yourself over and over that, you know, like you just got to take that next step all the time and you have so much more in you than you think you do. You know, your mind plays kind of tricks on you and you, you know, you want to give up and you, you'll start making these little excuses that your leg hurts and your ankle hurts and there's no way i can do this and you can and you will you know and uh when you start getting to the long stuff like you know when i started doing like some of this stuff probably like 10 years ago you you do a 50k and it's like that was hard and then you just keep you know going further and further and then you have to start eating you know eating right and stuff like that um but it's it's more mental than anything you know i think our bodies can keep going a lot longer than you think, you know?
0: Yeah. So yeah. and do you just like, do you do you thoroughly enjoy running though? Or is it something that you have to like kind of force yourself to do every day?
1: No, I, I, I like, I think running for me, especially on trails, I don't like running on the road at all. I hate it, okay. um, but it's like therapy, honestly, for me, it's like time to just I do so much thinking on the trails. I have, you know, it's kind of like uh, our hunting group. You know, mm-hmm. I have a group of, uh, you know, dominators, what we call our little ourselves sometimes. <laughs> it's just uh, the trail dominators. And, and you know, it's like, who's got the dumbest idea? Let's do it, you know, and, and we'll go. You know, I went to Utah a couple years ago and did a mountain ultra. This year it was Pennsylvania. I uh, did a hundred K and then, you know, this in January in the winter, I did one that was, you know, ran all night in the winter. And it just, you surround, I surrounded, you know, myself with guys that like to do that stuff and girls, there's some really amazing women in the community too, that are just very supportive. If hunters could be more like ultra runners in the way they support each other, it would be amazing. Cause that's some yeah. of the best people you ever meet. Everybody just wants everyone to finish. It, it's really all they want there really there's only one person that's gonna win and it ain't gonna be me and you know it's gonna be someone that's a lot faster yeah but it's not about winning
0: you know yeah just uh finishing something like that's uh crazy you know um like a, like an achievement wise you know um as far as the mental capacity that you have to push yourself through to to do something like that i i i could like so I started running this year a little bit more mm-hmm. um, and not like you run, but <laughs> I can, de- I can definitely, uh, I know I, I can see how you would get to the point where you're at right now with running. Like I can, like I'd started where I'd run like two miles and I'd be like, that's pretty good for me. You know? But then, then I will just like randomly I'd be like, I wonder if I could go three and then I don't didn't really feel any different running three. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm going to try five and then, see how they feel there and and you like at any point in those runs you feel like god man i can't go any farther i don't think and then all of a sudden you're just you just did another mile and a half
1: (laughs) oh yeah i'll tell you a quick story i was in uh pennsylvania this year 100k um you run through the whole night you know you have you're responsible to bring certain gear like I don't know, they call them these these blankets that are made out of like tinfoil and, and you know all this stuff. And thunderstorm just started thunderstorming. You're out there alone. Um, just thunderstorm. I had like the cheapest rain gear you could possibly have, so I'm basically wearing a glad garbage bag. <laughs> and uh, my uh, right leg started to cramp horribly, and I just laid down on the trail, just laid there because I couldn't get up. And these three guys um showed up, you know, they were in the run too. They gave me some uh like chewable electrolytes. I got up, just started walking it off. You know, half hour later I was fine or you know pretty fine. I could run again. It's just yeah. <laughs> you're gonna go through some stuff in these long events. And I see someone in the comments says eight to ten hour runs. I think that was a 20 I, I'd have to look on uh my ultra sign up but It was longer, way longer than that. (laughs) Yeah. This isn't, uh, you know, a lot of people think these road, you know, you can run eight minute miles on a road or maybe seven or six if you're younger and faster. But on the trails for, you know, running 63 miles, you're going to average 13, 14, 15 because you're going to walk some, you know, there's some massive climbs. Yeah. I mean, you can't run for, you can't physically just keep running the whole time. At least not, I can't. So you yeah. go through stuff, you know, that's when you learn about yourself and what you can handle. But most of the time, even if you have like a really bad knee pain or foot pain or a blister, you pop that blister, you walk on it for a while, and you will get over it. Just you yeah. just don't, you just got you you just can do it. You can do it. Tell yourself you can do it. And you worry about the next step. You don't worry about I have 40 more miles to go and my hip already hurts. Yeah. So so what?
0: A yeah. lot of people are hurting. <laughs> so so does so everybody else's. Right. Um, yeah, it's like uh, I've heard like Cameron Haynes, who he's like a, essentially a famous, uh, yeah. ultra marathon runner, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know his motivation is hunting related. According to him, like he's like, I know that I can go anywhere and I could I can get out of there, you know I could just run out if I wanted to, mm-hmm. um, but then you know an hour i could be out of about anywhere in the country you know <laughs> no matter where i'm at um yeah So i guess that that it would be a good feeling like confidence wise like i'm sure when you're out here in the hills of messing around out here cuz that's intimidating for a lot of guys mm-hmm. uh getting deep in a swamp or um you know hiking in real far or something it's like some guys get scared out there and if, if you if you have confidence in yourself physically then it's not that big a deal Right. You know,
1: I kind of changed the mindset, but I, I definitely used to be like more sheepish on like going not necessarily deep or whatever. But even, uh, you know, it's a little freaky sometimes, especially walking like super tall marsh grass like at night. My mindset has changed, to I hope you don't want to run into me. <laughs> not I'm afraid of what I'm going to run into. You know what I mean? Right. Because, right. Uh, you know, you want to have that. You know, not that I'm the toughest guy around or anything, but I'd rather go into it with that warrior-type mentality that, like, um, yeah. keep your head. If you start panicking panic and any of that stuff, that's when you it's when you do dumb stuff, you know, just mm-hmm. set your crap down, figure out where you are, and uh figure it out. Yeah. You know, no one's coming, probably, so just chill. Yeah, just chill. right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But – but yeah. the running for me isn't about hunting it's it really is a mental it's it really is like therapy to me if i don't if I don't run in like a week you know if I don't put on a few miles in a week no usually I'm doing twenty to thirty miles a week this time of the year I try to do like at least ten but ten to twenty miles a week i just don't i just feel like something's off, yeah, you know that's how I kind of like process information really
0: yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite YouTubers is a Van Nystat and he runs every morning. He made a really good video about it. He only run, he runs four miles every morning and he's like, I hate it. I hate every step of it, but he's, you know, he's, it's like a, and I'm probably closer to that than what than what you are like mm-hmm. than you, but um, it is after you're done running. Like, it's like a, like, especially like go take a cold shower or something. It's like, you, you just feel better. And I think for me, a lot of times the, uh, the suckiness of it outweighs the uh, mental clarity and the just the alone time you get with your thoughts. Uh, right. You're in a good run.
1: Right. And if you got a good buddy, you know, I, I run, like I said, that the, uh, the dominators, but there's a, a good friend of mine, Matt Lee. He's an absolute savage. I mean, he's done a bunch of hundred milers, you know, he went to U Ray this fall and we just, man, you know, we know so much about each other and you just, just you just talk you don't even realize at some point you might as well just be floating talking you know yeah just like you know that's how you have your best relationships or people you went through hard stuff with really yeah you know that's, yeah that's just how it is you know and you know you know or just or work you know if you have a crappy job or you're doing a crappy job it's when you're with people that you're with people that make it fun or you get through it it's it's you you've just done something together. That'll help, you know, bond you together.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I never thought about that. Like some of my best friends are from people we did like hard stuff with, um, or just went through certain times in life that wasn't real fun. Or we had to do challenging things. Like remember that time you made your mom, you know, you wrote mom and you filled it in with macaroni noodles. Remember that person you did that with? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Super tough back in the day. (laughs) (laughs) Still my best friend. That's right. Yeah. Uh, But uh, someone said Appalachian Trail.
1: Absolutely. Where I was in Pennsylvania, I don't think it was the Appalachian Trail, uh, but it was that terrain. It was, uh, I don't know why I can't think of the name. Oh, it was called, uh, what was the name of that run? Ironstone. Ironstone 100K. It was the second year they've ever done it. I don't think it hit the Appalachian Trail, but it was kind of that same terrain. Not quite. It was mountains, but not like. Uh, when I was in uh, the Tushers Mountain Range, nothing like those mountains. But yeah, still really tough climbs. So yeah, yeah, I've thought about running the Appalachian Trail a lot. That's why we went east. Me and my uh, my buddy Eric, we went east this year. We went west last year. We wanted the toughest thing we could find in the
0: east, and and that was really tough. Yeah, that was the one you did this last 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 year.
1: Yeah, I think it was in I don't know was it in July. Yeah, yeah. July.
0: yeah, I just remember you, Marco, me after that. And was you look like, Oh my like, golly, he's in rough shape right now.
1: <laughs> I was in rough shape,
0: real rough shape. Well, they talk about I, uh, not to keep bringing up Cameron Haynes, but he talks about this lady named Courtney something or another. I don't, I don't, mm-hmm. she's apparently like a stud, like she beats all the guys in these ultra marathons. And she was on the rogue Joe Rogan experience. Uh-huh. And uh, she talks about like hallucinating on the yeah. on the runs, Absolutely. like where she'll see like just crazy things while she's running, because um, she's so exhausted.
1: Yeah, I, I I can't say I've had like the deep hallucinations. I I know some funny stories of some friends that have. Yeah, I'm um, thinking there's like bears and uh just crazy stuff. I I can't even really get into it, but yeah. <laughs> i mean just think about it man i mean you got like nothing in the tank yeah brain's gonna you probably brain's probably missing some nourishment i don't think doing the 100 k is necessarily good for you you know yeah. your body but it's it's good for your mind to realize yeah. what you can do you know
0: Yeah. yeah
1: um, and i said like the people you meet i don't know if people know what strava is but that's like a runner's
0: I'm real active on there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm <laughs> your only friend, but um, it's a, It's like
1: an app for runners and bikers and stuff where you post your runs and, you know, when you go to these events and you talk to people, you pick up a couple friends on there and it's just, it's really cool. Yeah. Really cool community. Like I said, probably most of those people you could say, Hey, you know, go to their area and say, well, let's go for a run. And they would, you know, yeah. Somebody comes here. Yeah. Uh, you know where I live there's tons of trails and wants to be shown around let's do it you know yeah yeah well it's, it's it's just a really it's a really cool community it's I don't know how big or small it is but it's 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 full of just really top-notch people really
0: let's we'll stop talking about running now Zank getting tired <laughs> I'm already tired I, I <laughs> me thinking about more about running I did run in the hospital one uh, day. I got got out and ran a little bit. Well, just we had nothing going on, just waiting around for nothing. You know how you do when you're. Uh, yeah.
1: How many days yeah. did you have
0: to stay in the hospital, or did we, uh, so she, we went in at ten thirty Monday, and then we got out at like maybe four thirty Wednesday, something like that.
1: It's pretty good. You we yeah. want to get out of there once the baby's you know healthy and everybody's checked out. It's like all right, let's yeah. get. Yeah.
0: I, th- I think she, since she was a C-section, we had to kind of stay an extra day, like longer than most natural births go. Uh, you know, it, it's all case by case, but um, that's pretty, that's about as fast as you can get out with the C-section, I think. Right. So it went well. Um, I want to talk about a subject that's hard to talk about, but like your, your time in, in uh, Iraq or where all, where all were you at whenever you go ahead?
1: One second. Zeke asked, do I have a smartwatch? Yes, I have a Garmin Fenix 6 Solar. Oh. My record for steps in a day is 80,338. How many miles is that? It's usually 2,000 uh, steps roughly is a mile.
0: Hmm. So there you go. That's my record. 40,000, 40, 40 miles-ish um right there
1: oh i don't know if you can see it but i'm not making it up and i don't even know <laughs> a lot of those runs cross midnight so you're not getting them all on one day which who really cares but anyway so where was i um yeah i joined the army in 2002 i was in from 2002 to 8 or 2002 2010 in the reserves so um i went to as far as overseas i was in these are the different countries I was in. I was in, uh, um, what the heck's Qatar, um, Kuwait, Iraq, Ireland. Wait, yeah, that's Ireland, right? Germany. That's those are the those are the different countries I was in. I was in a lot of different states as yeah. well, but
0: right. Yeah. That's is yeah. that the question? Yeah. What, yeah, it was. What, uh, what made you get into like, what, what originally was your motivation to get in when you did um, back in? Uh,
1: well, really it was like, I just kind of was like a 20 year old without really much going on. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, I was working a little with two buddies. I was working for the cable company, climbing poles. And, uh, just like, we actually had a house party and, uh, these, like, uh, white power guys, like we were having a good time and these guys showed up at our party. Okay. And we didn't want them there. So they left and then we locked like the doors to the house. We we knew they were going to come back, but we didn't want them to come back in. Um, so they broke the door down. Okay. And a massive fight broke out in this house. I mean, there was a lot of us in there and we did not want these guys in here and it was just Chaos. Honestly, it was chaos. There was, the carpet yeah. was just soaked in beer, and uh, I just was like, "Dude!" And they said they were gonna kill us. Like once we got them out, and like, basically, we fought them off or whatever. They said they were gonna kill us, and I remember being like, "This is just. This is not. This is not for me." You know. Yeah. So I went. And, I was really impressed with this guy that I had met from the army, and I was like you know, just saw him and I was like, man, this guy's, you know, he seems really confident. And, uh, you know, I want that. I remember talking to my dad and he's like, yeah, you'd never make it, you know, whatever. And that, that pissed me off. So I was like, Oh, whatever, man. So, and I had a friend that was like, he was in the delayed entry program for the Marines and uh, he was one of my best friends, uh, Brad Schaefer. So I started like going to these weekend things with him like working out with the Marines. And uh, well, then I talked to the Marine recruiter and then I talked to the army recruiter and the army recruiter, you know, they just had more benefits for what I wanted. You got like money for school. I got a signing bonus cause I scored decently high on the tests and the ASVAB and all that stuff. So I just thought, you know, what I really want out of this was, you know to be a better person more confident person and I, I did want to go back to school and I didn't have much available like through my family as far as college you know as far but didn't have like a college fund waiting for me or anything like right. that So I thought well this is nice I can join the reserves it's only you know like maybe 30 miles away where I'd have to go every you know once a month and i get a bunch of money i got a signing bonus and i'm gonna get money for school and this just sounds like a good thing and i want to go do that you know yeah so that's why i signed up it was you know i signed up after 9 11 as well you know i was in the back of my mind but i wasn't like i'm not gonna sit here and say like you know the towers fell and i was first in line it was a culmination of just kind of feeling stuck around here not you know not not being 21, wanting to drink, and just being dumb, you know. And I didn't want to be dumb. I didn't want to be this, you know, the guy, you know, that just hangs out around town and just wasn't who I wanted to be, you know. So I wanted to yeah. get away, and that's what it provided, you know.
0: Yeah. What was the feeling like when you found out you were going to places like Iraq? And
1: uh, I'll never forget that. So when you're in the reserves, you know, you you get to keep your – your normal job. And then you do your drill once a month and you go, you know, you go every summer, you go somewhere different. And uh, I remember one group. So what happened to me is called cross leveling where your unit isn't set to deploy every units on like a deployment schedule. So you kind of know when your unit's gonna go. If you're gonna go, I don't remember the exact word for that. Maybe Zeke, or I see there's another couple of vets on here know what that word is. Now I've been out since 2010. So it's yeah. been a it's you know, some of the stuff I don't remember as much, but it's it's a readiness level for your group. But when you're not that ready, they just kind of pick people because you know the unit I was in, I joined for water purification. We had engineers, we had water guys, we had like supply. And you have admin. So whatever units are short, those people, they can pull them out of your unit. So one group had already gotten cross leveled. Um, I think a couple water guys and a couple engineers and stuff. So I knew that it it could happen. Right. But so anyway, so those guys were gone. And, uh, all of a sudden I, I got, I lived in a duplex by myself and, uh, I seen a fedex package or ups i think it's fedex is those are called orders and the orders just say man you're supposed you need to report to bay city michigan on this date so then you talk to your you know talk to my uh unit they set up the flight over to bay city so i got me and four other guys got orders for a unit in, out of bay city michigan and uh we we went there for like a week ahead of time to like get to know some of the people in the union. And then we got to come home for like a week and we went back, you know, then we, then we went to Cap Atterbury over by you.
0: Yeah. Just up the road here.
1: Yeah. And, uh, he trained up for a month or so, a month or two, you know, and then it was to Kuwait and then it was, you know, to Iraq. So the mm. feeling when you get those orders is is very overwhelming because you're like, oh man, like this is legit this is real now you know now I'm not just you know doing the yeah. one weekend a month thing this is like for real.
0: You're uh, gonna earn, earn that money they gave you yeah <laughs> yeah
1: well, that's true yeah
0: yeah so that, that, that feeling is is one you'll never forget yeah, I imagine. I like have so much envy for guys like you that have done that. Like um, I don't know if envy is the right word, but like, I just have like, I guess respect that you would, mm, uh, you know, take that leap to where, you know, that is a a real possibility of something happening like that. Like what, you know, as it mm-hmm. essentially what happened to you and, and putting yourself out there like that. Like, it's like, it's like the most, uh, I don't know, drastic form of flattery. I don't know how to, I don't know how to say it as a man, you know <laughs> well, what I mean? Yeah, it
1: didn't end there. That's the crazy part. So, you know, we trained trained at Camp Atterbury. Uh, then we flew over to Kuwait and then, uh, basically how it worked for me is, you know, we were part of this company. Um, I can't even think, I can't even think of it cause I wasn't with that company that long. Um, either way, there was a convoy that went into Iraq and the rest of us flew to Camp Ataconda. I'm sure some people know what that is and then from Camp Ataconda, we took um, schnook helicopters from there to Taji. Okay, so now we're we're there and we don't know what the hell's going on. We're new jacks, right? We get yeah. told where we're gonna live. And it's like an old barracks, Iraqi barracks, and uh, and then uh, first thing you do is inventory. Anyone in the army knows that you inventory your crap, make sure it got there. Um, and we got this warehouse where we had our rope use, which a rope you is a reverse osmosis water purification unit, it's a semi capable of you know taking anything, really any liquid and making it drinkable. Yeah. Uh, So we're inventorying, make sure we got all our stuff together. And I remember we were locking up and walking back to our uh, barracks, we'll call it, but where we're staying. And like an IED goes off right outside the gate, which was like maybe 400 yards from us. Actually, it was several IEDs. They call it like a daisy chain. And just being like, that was like the most real moment, like up until that point where it's like, you know, this is this is insane and i remember seeing the vehicles come in the gate and coming through the gate that were just you know destroyed and yeah. those guys were all leaving in like a week or a month you know those guys were all on their way out you know and they just got busted up and i was like damn man like you know this isn't this isn't uh this ain't home here yeah and then, but so what happened was, is they weren't going to give us any water missions because um, the contractors get paid a lot of money to purify water. Like these KBR was a big one over there. And these other, basically contractors will, will make the water. And so they're, and there was just pallets of these bottles of water everywhere, like on base, where you just grabbed them. So when they didn't have a water mission, they then I got cross-leveled again kind of unofficially, by to the 980th uh, transportation unit out of, oh, uh, is uh, it Fort? It's in the uh, Louisiana, right in Louisiana-Texas border. I can't think of it because I never went there, but I know that's where they were from. Um, someone will know. But either way, so their job was convoy security. So that became my job now. And, uh, yeah, so... Imagine, you know, I'm sure some guys in here were active duty. Now you got the reservists coming into the active duty unit, you know, and uh, it's, they definitely have a prove yourself type thing there. You know, you're not usually the most well liked. Yeah. Um, but you'd still need each other or whatever. So after a little bit of getting to know each other, um, yeah, Fort Polk, Fort Polk, Louisiana is where they were from they are from. Um, Yeah, I kind of settled in. My first ever convoy outside the wire was the last convoy they allowed, not my convoy, but that was the last mission we were allowed to go out of the gate without up armor, without armor. And we did get hit by an IED on my first first mission. We got hit with an IED, luckily it was small and it, it didn't do much other than blew out our tires our front tires. But, so that was the, that was the wake up call right there that, you yeah. know, now, now you're outside the wire, you know, it's you. And we usually had like five gun trucks and we would, you know, we would be the security element of say a fuel people moving fuel or whatever. Um, it could be a cat, like an, a tank unit. You're move you're like the, the security for these units as they move around. A lot of it was fuel, uh, supplies and stuff like that so that was my my wake-up call was uh you know parked on the side of the road in iraq putting new tires on not knowing what the hell's going on because i'm like
0: yeah i'm 23
1: yeah. i think and just a total just green you know but yeah didn't take long to you know to get less green
0: right um, yeah I that it wakes you up and makes you
1: learn pretty quick, <laughs>
0: right? And luckily,
1: that was a good first one because nothing really happened other than we um, got good practice at dealing
0: with IEDs.
1: You know, so how
0: do like, like how do those get there? Is it just like the the enemy put like placing them there, and you guys? I guess yeah, it's always like puzzling to me. I guess a lot of times, yeah when you when you look
1: back, like for that one, I remember it like. Like, you know, it was yesterday. We we just had a, I don't know who was with us. But as far as I don't know what we were securing on that specific one, a lot of times we don't know. But there was a vehicle, the lead vehicle was kind of getting harassed by like a a, a truck, like a local truck, where they kept slowing down and speeding up and messing with us. And then you you start to pick up on that kind of stuff. So they were trying to get our convoy bunched up because you know, usually you stay a certain distance apart so that if an IED does go off, it takes out only one vehicle and the chances of a missing vehicle is higher. So there was a vehicle in the front. And I remember listening to the radio chatter that this thing's slowing up and spe- you know speeding up and slowing down and what's going on, what's going on. And then it would slow way down. And it's like, boom, you know, the IED goes off and you know, the, the SOP is to drive out of the kill zone. You know, you know, you drive past it because there could be an ambush and, and you know, you do what you got to do. But so that's how, yeah, and loc- usually, or from what I was trained or taught, it's um, sometimes they would, like, hold someone's family hostage and say, you're going to put this IED here or we'll kill your family or it's just bad guys putting an IED. You know, they bury it in the road or... You know i've heard of them doing stuff like putting mortar shells and in, in animals and, and you know they're they're pretty ruthless about it yeah and a lot of these roads are so blown out that you know it's not like you know it's not like driving on a nice highway or anything there's craters in there yeah uh what what we do a lot of times is you throw a glow stick in the hole so the next convoy doesn't drive into it, you know, or yeah. I can remember, I'm sure some guys on here that have have been on like MSR Tampa and sword and that. And, uh, like you're on a huge overpass and there's just no guardrail. Like, I mean, you're like way up there and it's, and you, most of the missions are at night, you know, you're driving at night, not during the day. And just, it's just pretty crazy. Or there's so much sand. I remember driving one time and I can't, you wouldn't even be able to see 10 feet in front of you and you're supposed to follow this convoy and you're just like, yeah, just another world, man. It really is. There's so much trash. Yeah. But I've, I have a good life lesson story about my time there that it's a good reminder of people that you don't know what somebody's going through. Okay. That's the theme of the story is you don't know what someone's going <laughs> through. So just, you know, Probably sometimes best is to shut up, okay? So, <laughs> I was at Biop. We had a mission down to Biop, which is ba- Baghdad International Airport. So, it's a, you're inside, it's a base. So, you're inside a base. And when we would get there, you'd go to the, like, commissary and you could buy. A lot of times you bought snacks and stuff because we're on the road all the time. So, you go to the, it's like a store. It's called a PX or whatever, and uh, there was a, I think he was like a specialist, which was like an E4 in the Army, kind of like your, uh, you know, it's like a specialist is like a pretty experienced, but you're not quite like a, you know, your next rank would be a sergeant. So you're, you're not new to the military, but you're, you're not in leadership role yet, but he's carrying a saw, which is a squad automatic weapon. It has a, has a handle towards the front of the barrel. So you can carry it, but the barrel is kind of fragging everybody because it's kind of slightly cocked up because you're holding it to your side. you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, he's in there, uh, and he's carrying it like that, and you could tell his head's down, and he's, you know, just I could tell this guy's not having a good day. I, I would never say anything because I don't know this dude. I'm not a high-ranking person either. I think I was a specialist too. So, but this Navy guy, I don't know Navy rank. But you know, he says something, hey, specialist, you know, something put your, you know, your weapon, carry your weapon properly or something, and the, the guy just ignores him and just keeps head down and going where he's going. Well, then the navy guy gets in his face. And, and this this specialist drops a weapon and just cracks the dude, like punches him. Right into a bunch of boxes. It was like on America's 20th Home Videos. Like yeah, like, it goes flailing into all these boxes. But like a mo-
0: movie scene or something.
1: Yeah. But it just is like a reminder to me. It's like, you know, you don't know what somebody's going through. You know, you don't know what's going through their mind. If if they look, if they're having a bad day. Uh, maybe just leave them alone, or or try to just send them a smile or something. You know. I, yeah. I that story will always stick with me. It's like it would have cost nothing to just say nothing and let that leave that guy alone. Yeah, but you know, some people want to like pull. They call it pulling rank in the military, where you want everyone to respect your rank, and it's it sometimes is a little annoying. Yeah, overused and, or yeah. Yeah, it's like you know, and I think that can relate to real life too. You know, like you know, say you are an accomplished hunter or, uh, you know, at your job, but you, and you want everyone to know how special you are. It just, it's annoying, you know? Yeah. And it's so just a way not to be a jerk, you know? Just,
0: yeah, it is. Yeah. But I, I, that is like a, well, that's a horrible problem in the hunting world. Like that's too small. Or why'd you shoot that? Or you shot that with a, crossbow or, you know, whatever. That's All like, right. yeah. that's like the, the main theme to your arrows,
1: yeah. not heavy enough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man.
1: Yeah. I like the uh, PT, I have a great PT PT story for Zeke. I was walking out of a child hall in Iraq and Taji and I had my PT pants on and he knows that they zip at the bottom, but I didn't have like the bottom inch zipped. And, uh, you know, I was gone a lot on missions. So when I would eat at the chow hall, I was pretty casual and stuff. Well, some of the bases in Iraq were getting pretty big and a lot of rank was there. So they wanted you to like start saluting them on base, which is foolish. But anyways, the guy, the uh, I, I don't know what he was, captain or a major or something. said Said something about my PT pants not being zipped all the way. So, you know, when he said something, I, you know, you address him as sir. And I went to, I like zipped him down a little more, but not to the ground. And uh, he, like he watched me walk away and then he like called me back and made me do it right. And it was,
0: it's just one of those,
1: power, another power trip thing, but I don't have any PT. That's not a PT belt story like he
0: wants, but <laughs> Is that like, what's the, what's that mean? What's a belt?
1: the PT PT belt? So there's a PT uniform, which is usually like wind pants and a jacket, which is all reflective. But then uh, army makes you wear this green belt. That's also reflective. And they're like so hardcore about it. It's, it's like, it's some of the stuff. So comical. Yeah.
0: Just kind of petty stuff.
1: (laughs) Yeah. He's talk. He's. Given a little story about a potential fight after the PT belts, and yeah. yeah. The Army's like any other job sometimes where you just, you know, some of these policies just, it's like someone nowhere near the fight making up rules because it yeah. does sound good, you know? We've all dealt with that at work probably. Oh, yeah. Sounds or. like
0: a place I used to work. And that
1: military is no different. Yeah. Maybe
0: worse. Yeah, probably so. Probably so. Because there actually is ranking there, like proper ranking. Um But. Oh, this guy says he
1: lives and hunts near Bay City. That's really cool. There you go. I got a story for you sometimes about when I went out in Bay City.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Not YouTube friendly, though. Uh, Uh,
1: That's definitely an adult story. I mean, it's not bad, but.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um, so what, well, I guess if you could like summarize your time, uh, overseas and cause I, I've spent a lot of time overseas too in very poor countries. Um, I just, what, like the culture there versus here in the U S and, and like, uh, um, how we have things here. Uh, right. like, I guess what, what was your biggest takeaway on in, in that aspect of the world in general?
1: Well, um, one thing that was really surprising to me was, uh, we would get local, you know, they call them local nationals where you're. they would hire them to, like, drive trucks. And it was nothing. Basically, this is how, how we would do it is you'd give them a, a, a card, like a deck, you know, like a deck of cards with Ace and, you know, Jack and all that. You'd give them that card, and then the next day they'd come back and present you that card or something so you knew it was them because, you know, you don't know these people. But it would be nothing for, like, Say there was twenty guys, it'd be nothing for a couple of them being murdered in a night. Like the the waste of life is just unreal. Like people, you know, and I'm just as guilty as the other one. Is just we have it, we have it so good here, so good compared to there. And you know, they didn't get to choose that. You know what I mean? Like they were born there, and that's what they know. But um, yeah you know i i know i've felt hopeless here sometimes and been down and out but i mean you won't even yeah a bad day here you know you know other than being actually physically hurt or killed but right you know you're mad because you can't get your internet up or your your battery's dead on your car or something it's just nothing you know yeah. it's like yeah i you know and uh you know just the rights you know over there everything is status and if you're not from you know a certain family you don't have a shot you know as far as doing much or you know it's hard to move up you know like you know yeah socially you're in the economic ladder right so i don't know that's one thing that was really shocking and then you see you know, we had an area called the CEM yard, which is captured enemy materials, and you see the stuff Saddam had and how lavish it was. And I never got to go in any of the palaces, but I drove by lots of them, and you see just how amazing some of them are. But yet, every, you know, a lot of people in that country are living really, you know, impoverished, and yeah, you know, it's it's sad, but. It, it's their thing, you know. I don't know. I don't know how. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's not like I want to go there. It's like I don't think it's necessarily our job to go make every place little Americas, you know. But I, I do yeah. think it's sad that people don't
0: realize under, what we have.
1: Understand that, yeah, like some of these little problems that set people off around here are just so minor and they're so petty and yeah. they sound like such babies to be really honest with you. (laughs) You I mean,
0: I, I, uh, I spent a lot of time all over Asia and uh, working in the feed industry, feed mill industry. And you go to a feed mill and like the, the feed mill is this, you know, giant company and they it's, it's gated in. There's like these really crappy apartments on it where all the employees live inside the gated feed mill. You know, they don't, they don't buy, uh, forklifts or anything like that like they have like there'll be you know 40 40 people inside this feed mill hauling heavy bags around and and all that kind of stuff and then like they work pretty much all day and they go back to their little place and sleep and it's just like it's almost a slave labor is what it is you yeah. know. Like, and it, yeah. it's just like it's like man like I, can, I just couldn't imagine like they're essentially just in a prison in there and they're they're just working working away for for nothing almost you know all right and then, and then china when i went i went to china and spent like 10 days in china not like not in a place you'd want to visit in china just like in the in the sub, yeah. suburbs of china out in the countryside
2: mm-hmm.
0: and like, i'll be honest with you like they like worship the ground i walked on out there like i, I was getting pictures taken with me oh um, dang
1: they knew about you
0: <laughs> no they just were like i i like the people i was with I was like, why? Why do they treat me that? Like they're like, you that you they think you're special because you're so lucky to be an American. That they that they like, it's like special to them to have someone that's like, it'd be like you know a king or somebody coming in because they're so lucky. Uh, Mm I don't know. Like it almost makes me emotional talking about it. Like, yeah, insane. And you like drive through a town, and the town was just like literally shacks that look like they were they're put up with blankets and and you know like cardboard, just whatever they could find to make a house out of it. And then, yeah. you know, they, they got to talk, we got to talk about that. I'm like, that's a city. And they're like, yeah. And it's just, that's just a full of those type of places. And then, you know, they said, yeah. And then like a storm will come and then it will just get destroyed. And these people have to start all over again. It's just like, oh. that's what they said. That's, that's the life they live. You know, it's like, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So let's all quit being babies about everything, huh?
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Move on. Golly. Just because your
1: Amazon package didn't come today.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> Poor thing. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, but. it's, it's, it's kind of sad in a way, but it doesn't take much to start taking that stuff for granted, you know?
0: No, it doesn't. I mean, it's, it, it's natural, like your problems, uh, everybody's problems are their own, right? Everybody kind of makes your own problems in your head, and, and I don't know if it makes them easier or harder, but just different for sure um, right but it, it's a good reminder
1: yeah it is i mean that's what we're talking about we're trying to remind some people how lucky they really are and i'm lucky and blessed too just like you you know yeah. you know I'm, oh yeah you know there's a uh in my unit that i ended up with uh that 980th uh we had you know, two two kids. I call them kids. That, you know, are younger than me. they didn't get to come home. I think we sent like five home with you know pretty bad wounds. You know. Yeah. So I'm definitely you know blessed. If people see the picture you used behind me, I was driving that Humvee that that's on the trailer there when that one got blown up. Yeah. Um, that 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 killed the gunner that of that vehicle. That was insane. Yeah. Uh, so like. You know, there's a lot of bad stuff happening all over.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty, pretty blessed to be sitting right here. That's for sure. Okay. Let's talk about. You got a whole pile of books you're wanting to talk about that you, you really like, I guess you were uh, um, inspired by or whatever you want to say. <laughs> yeah. It's not a pile. It's a few, but I like. Hey, a few I is a, a, few, a, a pile of books for me. <laughs> I do find a lot of <laughs>
1: inspiration in, in reading. You know, I'm not like a massive reader, especially now. I like, I like to have the books read to me. You know, by my yeah. by an app. But um, yeah. I do think I know everyone's probably saw like Lone Survivor, the movie, but the book. I read the book a long, long time ago, um, and it's like when you start thinking you're having a hard day, and and like you're down, and you you remember this book. It's it just it just it just to me it's like it motivates me to quit being a little bitch sometimes, you know, if we can say that on here and realize like a lot of people a lot of people have you know died or fought for something they believed in and you know it's like just man up, man, do it, you know, like feeling bad for yourself about just sad stuff stuff that you can overcome so easily if you just get get out of your own way you know yeah so that's a book i, I i've read many times bowed up many times
0: i need to read of that i've heard i mean i've obviously i know the the movie i, I don't think i've ever watched the movie but um I, i'd like to read the book
1: the book is to me infinitely more powerful than the movie you know okay and i don't know now hunting book right here Hal Blood. I love this book. It talks about tracking deer. Yeah. Reading the tracks. That's a good book. Or uh, you've read The Benoit Way. Have You read that mm-hmm. one?
0: I haven't a- read it. I know a- we talked about it. That.
1: That's a good book. Other book, I don't have it because I've read it online, is I like the Jocko books. I like the uh, dichotomy of leadership. Yeah. Um,
0: Discipline equals freedom. Extreme, yeah,
1: Extreme Ownership. Those are amazing books that, I mean, I, I actually, he has kids books that I read to my kids too. Yeah. Mark's mission and stuff like that. I like those type of books. Um, but I also like, you know, I'm into fitness and I really like this book. If anyone likes fitness, it's about, uh, it's fitness confidential. It's about, um, I don't want to get on my soapbox about the garbage food that we have in the United States. And, um, just ways to, ways we've been brainwashed to, to eat low, you know, think that fat is bad and fat, you know, and fat fat is actually really good, not trans yeah. fats, and you know, to me. I, I don't want to get on it because I know it works for me and that's eating low carb, low sugar and feeling yep. better, you know what I mean? So I like that book a lot. Those are my, that's my massive pile of books. I have read Thank quite you. a few books though.
0: Yeah. I think, uh, man. I think a lot of people would be better off if they understood nutrition a little bit, a little bit better. And just in general, like how, as a society, we're so. And I think people. Ah, this is another soapbox, but um, I think in the long run, like this COVID thing that happened in the United States was like a. I don't know if it didn't. If it didn't do anything else, at least it made people like think about what they're doing and like how, like these people that make these rules that we have to follow or whatever you want to say like it's not always they're just people like us you know what i mean like i don't know if they have, always know what's going on exactly and it's good to do your own like like think about some things that people are telling you and making sure you're okay with what whatever they're telling you um, we're going through it right now with all the like you have a new kid and all this stuff people want you to do with your kid and you got to put this shot in them and this shot and this shot and there's like, like golly like wait a minute let's let's right. let us let us think about it and like you know, just because you said it, I, I kind of like to know some more information about it. You know, but and I don't know, I don't know where, I don't. You know, it's just, it's insane and everything. You know, I heard a commercial the other day and it was about, I can't remember exactly what it was about, but it was sponsored by Pfizer. But it was like something that they were, you know, pushing. And I'm like, wait, it's it's just crazy. It is. Well, um, oh, I
1: I've talked to your wife about the vaccines and like vaccines and autism. You know, I don't know, I. Maybe it's all conspiracy, but it's pretty unreal how many more vaccines kids get from twenty years ago now versus then. I don't know. I'm skeptical.
0: Yeah. It's uh you
1: really want to introduce this stuff into a person's, you know, a newborn's body. They don't have an immune system hardly yet. And uh
0: Yeah. Anyway, let's not talk about that anymore. I'll get demonetized. (laughs) 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 Anyway, um um this is a book that i that really has helped me in life um it's called the, the compound effect have you ever read that no it's a super simple concept it's like essentially you can do anything if you do it just a little at a time
1: okay that's like how to eat an elephant
0: yeah kind of is um it's a super easy read which is important to me that's good for me too yeah but uh you know, it's, it's a little bit like a financial book. It's about life. It's about just success. And I mean, it's, it's, it's a good way to go about life. Like a lot of people don't start anything because it's like the, the task at hand is so far down the road or it's Mm -hmm. so unimaginable, like people that need to lose weight. Right. Like I need to lose 50 pounds. It's like, man, that just, but like, okay, well, let me, this week, let me try to lose a pound. And then like, if you just do that for every week for a couple of years, it's like, Oh wait, you know, I'm, um, a couple of years is more than 50 pounds, but if, uh, that's a half a pound a week, there we go. Right. 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 Um, right. Well, you get what I'm saying, but it's, it's a, it's just a, it's just a book about that. And man, I, like in my life, I've been fat like a couple of times and I've, uh, <laughs> and I've always lost the weight, uh-huh. but it, that, that, that book has like really helped me with that. Like, all right, I'm just today on this meal, I'm going to try to eat healthy. And I do that. And it's like, okay, that was, it's easy to do it once, you know, so let's do it once one more time. Right. And then over the course of like, of course, losing weight is not, not real. Um, it's not that hard if you, you just, you know, just take in, eat, eat healthy and take in less than your, um, than your, you know, working out or whatever you want to say. Right. But right. you know, it's for me, it's, it's something I struggle with anyway. Um, but it helps me. That book helped helped me a lot with with anything really in life. Same with learn, learning YouTube or learning how to make videos um, on YouTube. Like when I first started, I'm like, ah, I'm not. This is, uh, you know, this is I'm not good at this. Well you just do you do one video and then okay, do the next one and then all of a sudden you did a hundred and like, oh, okay, I kind of got the hang of this and now you know then almost a thousand. It's like okay, I'm good at this now. Right. Um, exactly. But the point of the book is like nothing happens in a day you know, or rarely something happens in a right. day. It's just you got to take away at it. Um, but when, when you were talking about books, it, that's the one that came to my mind. I think that makes sense that every, you know,
1: every anything you're going to do with big is overwhelming. Yeah. If you look at it like that, you know, and um, a lot of people have done big things and they all looked at it probably, you know, they all had to start the same way, you know, our yeah. all started as a vision and had to, yeah, figure out, you know, certain things just like yep. that, you know,
0: I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's true in life. Like anything, like it's just saving money. Like it's hard to save money, but like if you just save a little bit every month and then all of a sudden in, you know, five years, it's like, Oh, got a good chunk of money now to buy whatever I want or whatever, you know. That's um,
1: true. That's true. Yeah, I wanted to run some quotes by you. Do it. Some- See what you think of them.
0: You beat me too. I was just getting ready to bring them up.
1: Okay, well we can go back and forth with these quotes. Okay, this is um, fun. I only have three because I just dang a pile of them. <laughs> I got a mountain <laughs> of quotes here. I, I do. I do love quotes a lot, um, but of course when I'm trying to think of the what like the most powerful ones, I can't. But I do yeah, like right? this one. Actually, I really like this one. Uh, I heard it from uh, Mike Tomlinson, not personally, but coach of the Steelers. And um, it it inspires me with my kids because when you have kids, all the stuff you do, you see in them that you don't like about yourself and you have no one to blame but yourself when, you know, your kid wants to argue with you probably because you argue with them or you argue with someone you've exhibited that type of behavior. And that's really like driven me in my uh, being a father to like think of ways. You know, you look at how you re- at react; that's how they're going to react. But anyways, you I will. You know, you say to your kids, "You're capable of so much more," and uh, or you're so capable. But really, I love this quote because it says, "It's not what you're capable of; it's what are you willing to do?" Because everybody's capable of almost anything, realistically. Yeah you know, you can give these outlier examples of things I'm just not capable of, but sure. There are most things I could do, or you could do, but what are you willing to give up or what are you willing to do to get it? Yeah. It's pretty simple. You know? Yeah. We all yeah. prioritize our time. Nobody gets more time in a day. So how much of your day are you willing to dedicate to this particular yeah. thing? You know, I yeah.
0: love that. my, my, uh, my favorite YouTuber is Casey Neistat. He's not a hunting YouTuber, but whatever. He has a lot of inspirational quotes, and it reminds me of a little bit of this quote you were talking about. He, he always says, like, and he probably stole it from someone somewhere, but he said, uh, you know, the only thing stepping between you and what you want to do is you doing it. Like, there's a lot of stuff in the middle you just got to do. Right. And um, I think about that a lot whenever I'm like, I mean, what I'm trying to do on YouTube is really hard to do, you know, but the only thing that's stopping me from doing it is it just keep ticking away at it. Um. Anyway, right. kind of the same thing.
1: Let's no. I can give a kind of, you know, where, I, where I work on my day to day job is I used to, you know, I used to be in a certain position and now I've escalated to more or less, you know, well, I'm the foreman of this crew, but I always think of, you know, when I was, uh, more of, you know, my job was whatever, plumber, you know, at this place. And if I couldn't get something, I always ask somebody. And it always seemed like the foreman at that time could always get it. You know, I always looked up to him. I thought, man, this guy is just always gets it. You know, he always can get this bolt off or, or uh, yeah. you know, somehow he can overcome all this stuff. And now I've had to become that person. And it's crazy how much different it is when you know you're the one that has to get it now. Yeah, Everyone's looking to you when they can't get it. And it's just crazy how much more stuff I can get. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it's like stuff. And then it's always the same thing I would say is the same things my guys say is, you're just going to walk over here and get that right away. And it's like, that's the same thing my boss used to do. And it's like, it's, it's just the mindset, I think, is just knowing like, I have to get this. There's well, no, that,
0: <laughs> you know, that, and it's like the compound effect, too. It's like, no, you've just, you've also like been doing it a long time over these years. You just learn a bunch, too, because, you know, one day you learned this, the next day you learned this. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah. wait, I just, I know a bunch now, too. You know, yeah, that, man, that's yeah. definitely true. Yeah. But I mean, you're right, too. It's a, it's a mindset, too. Like, I gotta, it's my job now. I gotta do it. <laughs> so, um, exactly. That's funny, though. It's funny how all these are like tied together a little bit.
1: Okay. I got, what, one. what's another one? Okay. I think this one has a lot to do with hunting, personally. It says, and this is from Jocko, it says, if you let your ego, if you let your ego in the way, you will look to other people and circumstances to blame. And I, I think it has a big thing to do with hunting because when you're not successful, I've done it, a lot of people have done it, but you want to look towards, you know, oh, you know, that person screwed up my hunt. That person's in my spot. But that's yeah. all ego, you know? Yeah. That's an excuse. And, you know, people are always going to, it's not your spot. I don't care how special you think it is, especially if it's on public land, it ain't your spot. Yeah. That guy might think it's his spot too. Yeah, right. So you got to swallow and he, that he, and, ego. And,
0: and he would be right. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's <yeah>. <laughs> spot. But,
1: you know, I think that's this is a cool reminder of like, well, are you going to take responsibility and, you know, just keep trucking or you just want to sit here and blame everyone else for why you didn't get that deer or, or whatever you were trying to get.
0: Yeah. No, know, everyone has obstacles.
1: Everyone has obstacles. You know, you have obstacles in what you're trying to do. You know, I have obstacles in what I'm trying to do. So it's be pretty easy to just give up and make an excuse, you know, oh, you know, that, that was hard or it's never going to work. You know, no, that's dude. Bull. that's bull.
0: Deer hunters, deer hunters are full of them, man. It was too hot. It's too cold. The wind is right. wrong. I don't like
1: mosquitoes. So, yeah. Waiting for the rut. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, it just, it's. Yeah. If you're gonna make excuses, then you know, you, you know, and you don't get fill your tag or whatever.
0: You know, those yeah. excuses aren't They're meat eat mean tag soup sometimes. Tim says, or first said, he says, master. Has failed more times than the newbies have tried.
1: That's a great. That's a great quote.
0: Yep, yep. There was another one that I had in my mind. <laughs> my, one of my favorite quotes ever is uh, uh, from Mike Tyson. Where he and I oh. hope I get this. I get this right. It's some, something along the lines of. Uh, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. Right. That's a good one like for quote. the public land hunter. You know. Yeah. Right. Because. I mean, my first set of the
1: year, I, I uh, you know, went to a spot where I had a card stolen out of a trail camera the year before. And there was a, someone had hung a, you know, a legal stand literally right there opening morning where I wanted to be. You know, I had planned on hunting there for how long. That's kind of like the equivalent of getting punched in the mouth, you know. Yeah. So, but that is a great, the great quote.
0: Yeah. So something else that like, uh, I really, uh, it's another Casey Neistat quote, but he says, uh, ideas are cheap. He says it all the time. And like, man, that is like in, in work or just in, uh, what I do every day. Holy cow, man. It is, it's, it's, uh, it's something I think about. Like, yeah, I have all these cool ideas, but he's like, those are, that's the easy part, you know? Absolutely. Um, and That's people, the same with hunting. Like people, people, that yeah. like got all these ideas about. I'm going to scout this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go here, and then it's like, yep, that sounds cool. Come, come back whenever you've got gotten it done. You know.
1: All oh, right, or uh, you know, I know, you know, I have a small business. You what you're doing is basically a business, and you have to listen to everyone and say, "All you got to do is this. All you need to do is that." But, yeah. but you you haven't done it. You don't yeah, know. It, right. but, <laughs> It's just simple, but you've never executed that plan. So, like, if it's so simple, why haven't you done it?
0: Yeah, I know. I know Um, that. Well, the Internet's just full of that stuff. And I'm trying to uh, take some of that stuff with a pretty small grain of salt, you know? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's just funny how someone, some certain people or whatever, Think their opinion's so valuable yet everything's so easy yet they haven't accomplished some anything or accomplished what they're telling you is so easy and you know maybe that pisses some people off but that's that's not my problem if that pisses you off then you know in my opinion you're soft already because um i wish i had a drawing that i i saw one time where it has a bunch of sheep going off a cliff right and it shows you know, a lot of people live life as this sheep, and I'm not talking political sheep. I'm talking, right. um, you know, you get a job, you just stay in that job. You don't take any chances with, you know, like what you're doing, taking a chance or, you know, or, you know, say you wanted to get into this type of business or you wanted to diversify, you know, maybe have a 401k at work and you want to try something different, but everyone just, you know, Every you know, like my upbringing, like for my dad was like, Hey, just you get a job, you put money in your 401k, everything's going to be okay. Well, I don't, that's bull crap. Yeah. That's what everyone's doing. So that that's not the answer in my opinion, you know, like I'd rather have, do that. And then I want to be that person that's going against the sheep, trying yeah. other things sometimes and doing other things. Hey, thanks. Thanks Tim for the compliment on the beard. But, uh, you know, like, <laughs> Most people, like, I don't want to take advice from someone that's one of them them sheep that's yeah. going the same way everyone else is going all the time. You know, they have great, I you know, they, they have the, they love to hear themselves talk, but they haven't done anything. Yep. Not that I've I mean, done anything either, you know, and, and so you can take what I say if, with for nothing, but I'm just not content with that.
0: Yeah. Oh, you mean you're Christian to the choir with me? Uh, that's, I mean, that's. I I don't know. Uh, um, I just, to me, life has to be more than going and working someplace for somebody that's making millions of dollars. You know, it's just like that's where I was at with with life, and um, I just wanted to do something on my own and and do try to do something that I love for a living. You know. Yeah. Um,
1: awesome, and that I commend you for that. That's something. That's some. You know. Yeah. You know, so I got. I, tax, yeah. You know.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> you're, you're good, though. Um, yeah, and I, I had a good job before I, I left it. You know, I still do work for him from time to time, but um, it was uh, far from my, my favorite thing to do every day. I didn't wake up in the morning that heck, yeah, let's go to another feed mill, you know. Right.
1: Yeah, so you had a crossroad. You know, you you had a job that was, you know, what some would say, why would you walk away from that? It's probably, you know. Yep. Plenty of money, as far as you're content with the money, probably a fair amount of security. Why would you walk away from that? You know, that's what's I would call like conventional logic would say. But then you have this part where you're just not happy. You're not content. You know, like you said, life is more than than that. You, at least you want you want your life to be more than that. Yeah. And uh, that's why any you know, anyone who's wanting to go out and go after it. And I admire, and those are the kind of people who advice I like to take.
0: Yeah. And I mean, we, uh, I spent my twenties kind of, kind of working hard where we you know, me and Maddie, you know, um, didn't do anything stupid financially or, you know, get ourselves in some type of a mess where we have to worry about, you know, mm-hmm. paying some outrageous amount of money. And I live in a pretty simple house and that kind of thing. So, um, you know, I, I we take a lot of, uh, we, uh, we took, took away a lot of amenities to be able to do something like this, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, we could have bought a half a million dollar home uh, at the age of 30 and then, been, you know, buried, buried and all that stuff. But we didn't, you know, we, tr- we tried to live within our means. And when you do that, you do have a lot more freedom in life, it seems like. So,
1: like, yeah, I mean, I'm driving your old car for crying out loud. <laughs>
0: That's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Orlando. laughs> I oh, okay. I got, also... I got
1: another quote.
0: Okay. Let's
1: hear it. I really like this one. Um, no growth in the comfort zone. So, you know, like you could have yeah. stayed in your job, but you wouldn't have evolved. Right. Yeah. You know, like some people, some people are, and I being uncomfortable is normal. You know, being uncomfortable is a normal emotion when you try something new. That's not something to fear. It's no. scary
0: sure but oh man like my uh my comfort uh in my old job one thing that i really did uh become much more proficient at and something that i was terrified of is public speaking like when i started that company at that company they like that was part of the job like i was gonna do a lot of public speaking mm -hmm. and i was like oh man i don't know if i can do that but i'm like man it's like it's a, it's, it's a lot of money, a lot of, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I got to just got to figure it out. Cause it's mm-hmm. what's best for us, you know? And you do like, you get up there and you're scared to death. And but like, you don't die the first time, you know, you think you're going to die. You don't die, <laughs> you know? And then, and then all of a sudden it's like, after, you know, a hundred of these things, it's like, okay. You know, I, I know how to, you still get nervous or whatever. You still, it's still uncomfortable for a, a lot of reasons, but. Right. You, learn, you learn how to overcome some of the things and not just public speaking. I mean, I think for the most part, if you're not afraid of public speaking, you're an outlier. But, um, right. Yeah. I mean, but you grew, right? Public speaking didn't yeah.
1: change. You change. No. You know, like you evolved to make that. You just.
0: Yeah. You got a lot of people would have uh, saw that job description and been like, nope, not doing that, you know, because I'm right. uncomfortable. Not so. the Indiana hammer. <laughs> oh and I, there's like i don't know we're we're talking to this like we're uh so we've made yeah. or something And no we have it like still we couple of mo- we mostly suck you know <laughs> right oh yeah
1: i mean i like for myself you know i mean i you know, well you've seen me and you know our group has seen me you know well a year and a half ago i was at a real low point yeah um, just with family dynamics and, you know, going through stuff like that. But, um, you know, I feel like I kind of came out of that shell better than ever, you know, as far as, Oh yeah. You know, financially and stuff, you know, and uh, even as a father, uh, just, you know, I've grown a lot since that and, you know, that's just what, what, what the way it was written or whatever. And no one has to listen to anything I say, that's for sure. But, uh,
0: I like listening to you, Zank. I can sit here and listen to you. <laughs> but close I will say, all day. you know, the reason I like to talk about
1: stuff like this because, okay, I'm 42. Maybe I could have figured some of this stuff out at 25 and not 35 or 45. You know, I'm not 45. But, you know, like yeah. Um, if I was talking to, you know, if anyone here, of the millions and millions of people listening to this, you <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> If, if if you could take some of this stuff and, and realize what the most important things in life are um, is I think it's relationships. And that's what I t- tell my kids, my boys, I have two boys is, you know, they watch these YouTube videos where there's Lamborghinis and they want to, but all that stuff is junk, you know, relationships are what matter the most, you know, I would say other than things like faith and other stuff like that. But as far as in your day to day relationships are going to open more doors. Yeah. Um, than almost anything. Um, I just, I think that's so important. You know, when you're young and dumb and you think, you know, all this stuff, I put a lot of thought into like, when I read the comments on my video, the stuff people say doesn't bother me. What bothers me is why people say it. Yeah. It doesn't hurt me. I don't, you're not going to hurt me by telling me I took too long of a shot or whatever commie said. It doesn't bother me yeah, too. Hot arrow. But why? Yeah. Why <laughs> do you feel the need to say it? That's what I was thinking about yeah, a I lot is what do you expect someone to react to that and do like, Oh, can we hang out and, and compare arrows or something? Like, but what I think it comes from is an immaturity And you want to be heard, you know, you want people to hear you, right? So you want to feel that value. And what I would challenge people that say that is get skilled enough where people ask you, you know what I mean? Get to a point where people want to know what you have to say. Add that value, you know what I mean? Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, 100%.
1: I'm sure some, some of these guys that are making these comments are like super skilled people and super talented people. So I'm not crapping on you, but when you force your opinion over stuff, like you, when you say stuff based on knowing next to nothing, it just comes across as very arrogant.
0: Yeah. But, well, most people in the, uh, in the YouTube comments section, which is almost not even worth like talking about it, but like, um, you know, they, they have such a small a knowledge of what's going on in on a, on a deer hunt I'm talking about just deer hunting like yeah 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 like what we put on the on the YouTube is such a it's like a you know it made the hunt maybe five minutes long of something that took you all night to do you know it's like
2: oh, right, yeah, uh, yeah
0: we can't you can't put every scenario and every thought that was in our mind on the you on YouTube you know it's just impossible to do so it is weird it's a weird it's a weird thing to want to get on the um want to get on the on youtube and hit the dislike button like that's a weird thing to want to do right yeah yeah to to waste your time doing something like that but
1: exactly i i don't know i maybe i'm just getting too deep because i think at some points in my life maybe i was that guy that wanted to like wanted i thought i knew something and so i thought I, i wanted to like people to know that i knew this or that you know and it's it's yeah now where i'm at in life is you know, in my profession, people call me all the time and I don't know everything, but I know how to get the answers. Yeah. You know, or when it comes to the stuff that I'm good at, people call me and ask me. I don't have to force my opinions on their throat. And I let people do what they want to do. Yeah. You know, you provide options, you know. And if I wanna if if I don't know where to hunt, I'll ask you or Gary or Eric or you yeah. know, tim or something i'm not global maybe global too global if i want like a 300 you know word article i'll ask global <laughs> but i'm just saying like i okay what what like what do you look for like in a friendship that's i wanted to like i think that's important to talk about because you know my circle is small yeah you know i basically have two groups of friends it's like hunting friends probably three groups running friends. And then it's like, probably like friends I've known over the years that I probably don't chum with very much, but I still value them. Yeah. But if to like make a new friend right now, it's, it's going to be tough.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I, I say it all the time. Like sometimes I'm like, I feel like I have too many friends sometimes. It's a bad thing to say, like, you know, but, I feel like in the manner like I feel like I neglect I neglect certain people because I just don't have the the time or the energy to devote to as many people anymore, you know? When you're younger, you just freaking, that's all you do is hang out with people and screw around, you know? And right now right. it's like,
1: yeah. Well, it's like to me, a friend, Uh, you know, when you get older, it has to add value to your, you know, not that those yeah. other ones don't add value, but it's like, I need yeah. to be able to lean on you for something, or I need to be able to talk through something with you, or I need to value your opinion, or I need, you know, you need our goals to be aligned yeah. in a way where you know the way I'm headed, or I know the way you're headed, and it has to. we have to be able to help each other. And not, you know, if for me, if you're going to try to bring me down, I, we're not going to be friends. That's just, I mean, now, I'm not saying don't razz me without mercy, because I like that. That's yeah. what a friend also has the capability to do. But when I need you, and I have needed a bunch of you <laughs> recently, you guys were there. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I'm just, it's not, that's why what I mean when I say relationships are the most important thing, are, are one of the most important things. Something to think about when you're young and you're burning bridges with people because they, uh you know usually something dumb over a girl or over something so petty just get over it yeah if you value that relationship then and, uh, and you just have to be better than that Yeah, because these people that you're especially i would say with older people than you you don't need to burn them bridges because those are the people that are going to have influence for many things in your life Um, yeah, I don't know, maybe I'm just getting too, too far in the weeds here, but I think too many people just burn bridges and, and like, try to be cool. They're not authentic, you know, and they're trying to put on a persona and, you know, I think experienced people can see right through that and, and it, and it's just not worth it. Just be yourself, but be good, be a good person,
0: you know? Yep. Something else is a lot of people have a really hard time disagreeing with each other anymore. Right. Um, And talking that kind of thing out. Um, I tend to, uh, at least as I get older, I tend to be attracted to more like older friends. Like I seem to be closer with some of my older friends now. Like you guys are older than me. Um, Mm. Just, I don't know. I guess it's probably one of those things I never thought about until now. Maybe it's a value thing. Like I can... I could run things by these guys because have been there and done that, you know, 10 years ago compared to me. Um, yeah. That's something, maybe something psychologically I'm doing that I don't, don't really even recognize. And like you guys, now you, you have fairly young kids yet, but not like as young as me, but mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of my kids, people my age are kind of doing the same thing I am doing where they're just, we don't really hang out anymore because we all have kids and yeah. very busy lifestyle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where's you old guys just sitting around all the time you know
1: oh yeah dude I got so much free time
0: <laughs> like call me yeah. anytime <laughs> yeah no, I'm kidding no I'm kidding. and I
1: get it I yeah I don't know I yeah. just I, I value so many of my friendships now that like at a such a different level than I did probably even five years ago I just want to say I think it's really important that people uh, you know, hearing it for me doesn't mean much, but at some point, I I can 100% guarantee you that will mean something to you to find uh, like-minded individuals. And that uh, you know, I'm not talking politics. I'm talking if you want to find people that you want to hunt with that are going to push your limits, and they're not going to let you make excuses, but they're going to hold you accountable. And but but they want you to be successful. Then you need to find some people like that. Yeah. And then you have to be that person too. That's not afraid to say. You got to be, you know. In my opinion, you need to be as honest with people as possible and as blunt as possible with them, in a nice, you know, professional way. But find groups of like-minded people that are going to push you.
0: Yep. Yeah. I don't
1: personally. I don't really have any. Everything I'm doing right now, I'm doing with purpose in my life. Realistically. Yeah. Right, you know, and having discipline, you know, I, I'm big on discipline. But I, I want to challenge you. What's What's going to make your life worse if you're disciplined? How is that going to make your life worse? T- tell me.
0: Like what? What? What in your life is going to get worse if you're disciplined? Unless you are just like sitting around and like being fat and lazy. That That would right. be the only well, he wants thing to that would get be- weaker. Right. He wants to be right. Weak. Right. You know what I mean.
1: So. There's really no downside to being disciplined other than maybe it's going to be uncomfortable till you yeah. understand till you you know yeah till it's
0: not yeah
1: yeah you know I mean that's yep. another thing I do with my kids is like you wake up and make your bed there is no exception yeah I've heard the excuse I know you're going to get it I know you're going to sleep in it tonight and it's going to get messy make it anyway yeah Keep doing that you know do you do you make your bed every morning every morning really I do. I get up at 4:40 almost every day. Workout, then I go to work. Then I, if I don't have my kids, then I usually go to a job for my business. Yep. On this time of year, I try to hunt, and I still don't hunt as much as I'd like to right now because I have these relationships with people, you know, that I I feel obligated to do work for because I value them. And I want to, you know, I don't want to burn relationships. But, um, yeah, because, you know, like I talked about kids earlier, how can I tell my kids to make their bed if my bed isn't made? How can I tell my kids not to argue with people if I argue with people? How can I tell my kids to try a new food if I don't try new food? How can I tell my kids not to yell at me if I yell at them? Yeah. You can't. You're being a hypocrite so you you know like kids are a great a great vision of yourself
0: yeah
1: and it's 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 it sucks sometimes it sucks yeah. sometimes when you see the worst part of you or something in you and you go hmm you know i taught them that inadvertently and yeah i know i want to that's not who i want to be i've had to make some real hard changes um or try you know i still struggle but I think we've talked about stuff with kids before and how um, you just, the, if they do something, it's because of you. Yeah. Much yeah. They're people they're don't want from to hear you. that.
0: Yeah. Especially That's when
1: they're I, young and not even at school yet. Who else do they learn it from? Right. Right. They don't, they don't teach yeah. themselves stuff. They, if they whine and you reward that with a, you know, a cookie. Yeah. How do I get a cookie then? Right. online you know what i mean like it's it's brutal it really is brutal oh it's man yeah brutal as really as well, realizing
0: think, that stuff i think i think the biggest thing is it's like i don't think i don't think most people are um aware enough to realize that's what's going on i think they just like like my kids this way like god dang it this kid i can't you know can't do anything with this kid it's like well maybe that's why you know um Right. So I think it's good to like, just even to mention that. Cause if people don't think about that, um, yeah, I'm, Huck, we struggle with Huck, like cleaning up mm-hmm. after stuff. And dude, I'm like, if you could see my office right now, it's like if he <laughs> if he, if he, if he walks in here and he like, you know, it's dirty. And it's like, okay. So then, then I go and then I'm like, dude, you need to clean your toys up in your room. It's like, yeah, dad, your office looks like a dump right now. Like, yeah. You know, he did not right? say that, but you know, that's, that's the reflection that, and it's like, that's a, Good thing for me to keep in the back of my mind. Obviously, I'm early in this dad thing. So,
1: (laughs) well, you know, I mean, it's all a process, right? And that's where it's like, you know, no growth in the comfort zone. So, when you, you know, maybe there's some uncomfortable zone you need to get into. And I know I'm in them. And, you know, my situation's different being, you know, divorced now. So I had to look at things a lot differently. Yeah you know and i my relationship with my kids is the most important thing in my life you know yeah yeah 100 percent. i'm not gonna be over here screaming and yelling at my kids not that i really ever wanted to do that or have really done that i've lost my cool a couple times and raised my voice but that's not really you know something that i do but uh, you know, I'm all about growing closer to them and I'm really close with them right now. Anyone who knows me and sees me with yeah. kids knows that that's the way it is. But I worked really hard at that, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And that's another thing. Like I wanted to, uh, one of the, uh, reasons I went and, and took this leap into doing my own thing on YouTube and having my own businesses and stuff is like, man, I was gone all the time before we had Huck. Like, uh, mm-hmm. You know, i had been to 20 some different countries and I just uh, be gone for 10 days in a row, you know, and I, I just didn't want to be that dad that was like, oh, dad's dad's gone for two weeks now. Like right. I could, couldn't do it. Like I just I couldn't do it. Um, so that made the that helped a lot just because like I wanted to have a good relationship with my son and sons now. Right. Um, and at the end of the day, someone um, someone kind of well, for one. Go back to we we live in the in America here. So like, what's right. the worst that's gonna happen? Like, this fails, I go freaking get a job. Like, it's not. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. Not like Like, like we're not. I'm not dying doing this, you know. Um, and then, uh, secondly, it's like someone told me something one time about, um, like as a kid and, and like, are uh, you know, you just said this, but like as a dad, your your world revolves around them at, at this particular mm-hmm. moment in their life. And, um, probably the rest of my life, but, uh, like I'm thinking back about my dad, like I never cared how much money my dad made. I didn't even, didn't even register to me, you know, my mom or whoever was, you know, bringing in the money in the family. And it's like, and like, uh, we, as parents get so like, I want to have all this money for my kid. And it's like, I don't know if that's, you know, it's important for sure. You gotta, you gotta provide what they need and all that. But like, it's like, I don't know how important it is compared to like, I need to be present and available when they need me and you know it's tough Mm -hmm. it's a tough uh, balancing act but absolutely
1: it Um, it is no one you'll never be you know i know i'm never perfect at it neither will you you know but you never give up on it either you know you never throw in the towel
0: right right and i just didn't feel like at my old job i just didn't feel like i'd be lacking in some of those areas where it's like "Mm," you know um anywho what else <laughs> <Are we> Good.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah i mean i had other a few other notes but i i don't we don't need to hit all of my stuff but, well what are
0: you gonna say i don't
1: care well i i wanted to touch on like just cutting out toxic people in your life too i think that's mm. really important you know i've had to deal with that yeah. um just with people that Um, You know, interests don't align with you and maybe they're very negative. I don't have any real bandwidth for that or um, I don't know how to put it, but it's just you got to know when is enough with certain people and just be done. Yeah. Be done with them or if someone's done with you and you can't do anything about it. Yeah. Life goes on. I'm not, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to, I don't really, we probably have to go way deep into that, but.
0: um, Well, no, it's, I mean, I've had people and and these, um, these are people that sometimes kind of you grow apart from naturally anyway, because you just naturally not want to, um, you know, those people are hard to be around sometimes, you know? Um, but I, I completely a hundred percent agree with you. Like if, if, You know, some people that, you know, not that there was very many people like this in my life, but like people that thought it was stupid for what I was doing or questioned me on what I was doing or thought it was dumb to quit this big Mm -hmm. job I had. It's like, eh, you know, instead of being a uh, supportive figure, they were more of a a hindrance, you know, on it. Than you know, those people kind of done, you know, done with them. Right. No,
1: that's what exactly. And Zeke mentioned, like these people that complain all the time. You know, this, it's this fault. It's the same thing with the ego getting in the way. It's never your fault. It's always some circumstance or, hey, Josh, this isn't the right time to start your, do your thing. There's too many other YouTubers. Don't do it. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, nah, like, I. if that's, if you don't believe in me, then that's fine. But you know that we're going to grow apart because I, I want this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or I'm going this way. Yeah, You know, this is what I want to do. I don't know. I, I just, it's nothing against my own father who may be watching this, but, you know, when I grew up, it was get a job, stay at a job, and that's not the message I want my kids to hear. My, I want my kids to be, feel, you know, and, and I'll blame my dad. That's probably what he was taught, but I want them to try to find their calling and go for it, and they'll know that I'll be here to help them get up. Yeah. If you want to do, you know, my oldest son's into YouTube. He actually really wants to talk to you some more, Josh, because he's yeah. uh, wanting to learn how to edit some videos and, and stuff that I don't understand. But, um, you know, I want him to go for that. And I want to support him with that. But I also want him to respect me enough to um, understand that he's representing us and our family. Another great book that I read is called uh, Raising Men. Yeah. But it's about having your family unit know that they're part of the team, you know, your household or my household is a team. And, um, is you know, you can chase your dreams and stuff, but you got to remember now you represent this team, you know, and this name and stuff like that. So I want my kids to know that I want them to go for it. You know, I don't want them to settle at their, you know, job or or what they want to do. Go for it. You, you know, I'm going to be here either way. Yeah. You know I mean? But I also want you to represent yourself with honor in our family with honor and treat people fairly and equally. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, just that kind of stuff, whatever that means.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting deep, man. I know. it. I know. it. What else did you have? Did you have any other things you wanted to hit on before we get off here? No, that was, that was the, the crux,
1: the crux of it. But, uh, yeah, maybe this will spark other stuff.
0: Yep, I'm sure this uh, show wasn't for everybody, but it was something I wanted to do. And me and you've had these kind of conversations in the past, and it's I think it's a good thing to just do one publicly like this. It was fun. All
1: right, and there's and and all this. I think we talked a little bit. Is my last thing is like, you will be a better hunter, you will be a better person if you get your life in order. Yep get your life in order, kind of have a, a plans, plans change. So even if you say, I want to, I want to change jobs. I want to get into this, that plan is not set in stone. So you can follow that plan and you have a plan and get your life in order and do things that align with your plan. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's for having discipline to stick to your plan. And like you said, bite off little chunks, you don't, don't be overwhelmed by your plan.
0: Yeah,
1: 100%. But get your life in order. Get your relationships in order and and be blunt and honest with the people that are the most important to you so they can get on board with your plan or help you with your plan. And your plan might be your family's plan, not just your plan, you know, or your plan with your kids. Let them have a plan, too. Yep. But life is easier. It's better when you're, your life's in order. So get your shit in order. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that easy. No, it's not that easy, but it is it, it's not as hard as either, you know. Like you said, just get one thing in order today.
0: Yeah, right. And get two tomorrow. I don't yeah. Know. Yep. Compound effect.
1: And not that I'm perfectly in order, but yeah. I'm doing my best too, and um I certainly smile every day and I, I am blessed. All right, dude. Let's get off here. I'm going to go. Uh, I got to go.
0: I got reservations at table 15. Yeah. <laughs> Inside joke. Everybody, thanks for hopping on tonight. Hope you enjoyed it. See ya. See you guys. Bye.